All About the Gut, A Woman's Health Journey. A life-changing discussion, discovering alternatives to traditional medication, adopting a healthy lifestyle, and finding out that it is, in fact, all about the gut. Hello, everyone. My name is Liz Antonia Thomas, and I'm with amazing Sam, Dr. Sam Wellopi. I nearly forgot the doctor. How would I ever forget that? Hi, everyone. We are talking about why it's all about the gut. This is the second in the series of It's All About the Gut and Other Things. So, Sam, Dr. Sam, please tell me why is it all about the gut? It so, seems so complicated, but I know it really isn't. Well, I think we can simplify it here because it's a, an incredibly beautiful system we have that is running all the way through us, you know. Um, when we talk about the gut, we're really talking about about a hundred trillion microorganisms, most of them bacteria, but also viruses, fungi, protozoa, making up what we call the microbiome, this environment within the gut. Um, and these these days, it's been suggested that we can think of this huge collection as virtually an organ of its own. Um, it, the gut has so many functions. We can think of it as the primary interface between the outside of the body and the inside. It's responsible for absorbing our nutrients and water, getting rid of the waste, as well as metabolizing vital hormones and recognizing pathogens, toxins, and much of our immune system is found closely associated with the gut. And we can think of it as this second brain. An example of um, one of the myriad functions of the gut is um, the gut breaks down fibre. So the fibre we have in our diet is broken down into what is called short chain fatty acids. It's a long name, but simply what scientists are discovering these short chain fatty acids do, they're incredibly important for our health because they are involved in several bodily functions like maintaining our sugar stability, so our blood sugar balance, regulating our appetite, providing fuel for our intestinal cells and maintaining the intestinal cell barrier. So making sure that what we want to keep out stays out, what we want to keep take in comes in. It also helps to they help to regulate the immune system and reduce inflammation. So this is just one of the many functions that perhaps we don't know about. I think a lot of us don't know an awful lot that, about the gut and its know, functions. There are so many and obviously all the interactions between the different organs of the gut, you know, um, of the abdomen, like the liver, the um, the gallbladder, the pancreas, you know, these all all of these organs, the stomach, of course, all, all of these organs interplay and interact. Um, but we're focusing on the gut and this episode is all is on why is it all about the gut basically we with our diet we have such an important role with how to support this incredible environment of the gut um, the health of the bacteria and the proportions of healthy and not so healthy species are determined by a number of things. Um, the first exposure and colonization of the gut is thought to be via the birth canal. So it happens when we're born. Um, and from this point on, our gut is colonized by contact with our environment. So that's our that's our diet. Also our drugs. Obviously, if we're taking antibiotics, that can have a bit of a negative impact on mm. our gut because we can wipe out huge swathes of the good stuff. So we have to think about if we need antibiotics, sometimes we really do. You know, think about do we really need antibiotics in this 
situation, one. And of course, sometimes we really do. We take the antibiotic, but then how do we then support the gut to recover after we've taken the antibiotic? Exactly. So probiotic, we can use that as high dose tablets Mm. or foods. So we can talk about probiotic foods because what the gut really needs and to function at its best, um, researchers have found its diversity. So we really want to encourage diversity of microorganisms in our gut. It needs many different species to work at its best. Um, And it's even been seen that people with chronic heart disease, lung disease, cancer and diabetes have a poor level of of gut bacteria diversity. So, you know, is there a correlation there? You know, could we be looking after our gut? Exactly. It's so true. And I've read, I've done lots of research and everything comes back to the gut. The heart... And, you know, everything, it's in my gut. I'm feeling it in my gut. I know it's everything, everything. And it's a, as they say, it's a second brain. Yeah. As you just said earlier, it is a second brain. And I've. it's a process because you have to change all of what you've been taught, which is, oh, my arm's hurting me, so my arm must be hurting me, and that's it. And there's nothing else. It's actually not. It's something you've eaten, or stress or something like that. It's all connected. And it's fascinating. It's so, I was so fascinated by um, Kevin Whelan, Professor Kevin Whelan from Imperial College. He was, he's done so many studies to do with lots of inflammatory diseases and how it's all all the guts and all the micro all this it was so fascinating it's so much for me because it's very medical but it was i i thought someone else knows and it and and then that you read another article and then someone another another doctor knows and it's becoming quite big in absolutely in, in in some places like the imperial and um queen's college university belfast which is amazing they're doing loads of studies and how it's all the correlation between the gut and inflammatory diseases, so many diseases we and have. And when we talk about inflammatory disease, we're basically talking about almost all disease has, all, has a root Absolutely. in inflammation. Absolutely. You know, And, you know, when we eat foods, for example, high sugar foods or highly processed foods, high um, foods that are high in um, corn syrup, these kind of yeah. artificial sweeteners and these things that really are um, pro-inflammatory, we notice how that make that can make an inflammatory condition worse. And, and it's not just physical conditions, it's also emotional conditions, anxiety, depression. There is more and more evidence that there is correlation between our diet, what we're eating. Are we eating a pro-inflammatory diet? And is that... And, and that could be making our symptoms worse, whether they are emotional symptoms, whether they are physical, physical. inflammatory symptoms. It, it's such an interesting area of research because it is so broad and it just is, the evidence is seems to be supporting that this incredible organ of the gut, the second brain has such a overarching um, effect on all our body systems. So if we're looking at the body holistically, we need to start with the gut. And it's it's great because when people are depressed or have anxiety, they go for the lowest common denominator. So they tend to eat badly or drink 
you know, lots of sugary things. It's comfort. Oh, it's alcohol. Alcohol. Alcohol is full of sugar. It's full of sugar. It also can be a depressant. There's a many depressant. things that are not great Causes about information. <laughs> alcohol. But, you know, it's a very common thing. And, and we're not here to judge anybody. No, no, but no, it is just to bring not. awareness to those things that we might go to as a crutch. The bottom bottle or glass of wine or the bar of chocolate that we we all know what comfort eating is we all know what it feels like to drown our sorrows a little bit you know but just thinking bringing awareness to what that is doing to our body and could it be actually making the situation worse so we're eating that chocolate bar because we feel a bit sad yeah actually could that be making our sadness our anxiety a bit worse because it's affecting our gut microbiome in the long term and what we want to talk about is why is it why is it all about the gut and how do we support a healthy gut um we you know we can think of the microbiome as a rainforest and we you know if i bring up conjure up an image of a rainforest in my mind you know it's beautiful there's so many different species really tall big old trees and up in the canopy and you've got the shrubs and you've got the creepers you've got all the bugs you've got all mm. the monkeys and all sorts jumping around all the different birds and insects all sorts all sorts of things going on but the just such a diverse place imagine we have our own microscopic version in our guts and we want to support that sort of living um that really alive space that is within our gut that has so many functions, you know, like functions, you know, helping our immune system, a big part of our immune system, getting rid of waste products, absorbing our nutrients, absorbing our water, metabolizing our hormones. You know, it's it's a really um, active, alive place and we want to support it the best we can. And we talked about diversity, how diversity is so important for this ecosystem to thrive. Um the, you know, the, these microorganisms are producing thousands of powerful compounds mm. for our body to um, to work at in harmony. And that's really, we want to encourage diversity and promote this harmony in the gut. And so that really depends on us having a good um, diet that is something that su supports our gut and something that is um, anti-inflammatory. So we really want an anti-inflammatory diet. So that might mean that we really um, load our plate up with, with veggies, with um, uh, veggies that grow above ground. Um, we might be reducing the amount of carbohydrate that we have, especially processed carbohydrates. Um, we have a good amount of protein. We look at having fiber, nuts, seeds, having lots of different colored vegetables on our plate and and really enjoying our food, you know, changing how we approach what we put on our plate. It's a process because I think when you do change your diet, you realize there's so many things you can't eat and you just can't eat them. It's, oh, I can't eat that. No, sorry, I can't have that. And I just, I just can't eat them. And it, you learn to, well, if you don't want to be in pain, you learn to change your diet. It's as simple as that. It's that simple. Yeah. You just, I just think, oh, I can't eat that. I'll be very ill next day. Yeah. I'll be suffering. Yeah. So it's um, it's a it is a process, and and it's bringing that awareness also to to okay, if I have that choco mocha latte and croissant, how am I going to feel for the rest of the day? Yeah, exactly. And actually 
sometimes using a um, food journal is helpful and just looking a food and symptom journal. So writing down yeah. what you're eating over the course of a week, say, and also noting your symptoms and looking and seeing what the correlation is. It just brings awareness. And sometimes we can link things and we can see a pattern. Okay, every time I have that chocomoca latte, oh, I feel really bad. Yeah. Okay. Not- and it brings a link in the mind and okay, maybe I need to change my favorite yeah. drink to something else and find something delicious that you love it's not about you know crust of bread and stale water it's find something else that you love that is that is delicious you know there is um there are a lot of options out there and i think we're many of us are creatures of habit so we get into a, a routine over time so um it's it's looking at it as yes there's some changes to be made quite likely but Think of it as an exploration, as a bit of an adventure and one that takes a bit of time. So you can find your new favourites or try things that you've never tried before. Yeah, I think you just have to be adamant that well, it, when you've had pain, because it it's not it's, it's a food, but it's also other things, which we'll talk about later on. But you, you have to really work on yourself. And that is no easy feat because some people can't be bothered. Oh, I can't be bothered. It's very easy to do that. Oh, I can't. Be but you have to, not unless you want to be dealing with, you know, side effects. I'm not knocking anyone who does. Don't get me wrong. But it's, for me personally, I decided that I wanted to do, look at an alternative way and. There were so many different things to look at that help you with your gut. I mean, acupuncture, for one, is incredible for me. Wow. And, you know, they can do something, your gut, you can, everything starts moving. And they talk about what you're eating, using herbs, there's so many things. And it's a scary journey because you'll put your... But then you realise there's so many people out there and they're actually doctors who have trained and they support that journey, which is great. Yeah. You know. And it's made such a difference to you, Liz. You know, I I can see the difference from when I first met you and you were, you know, really very, your rheumatoid was really severe and you were, you know, struggling. We met in a yoga class, yeah. which is obviously a physical class, but, that you know, there was such limitation and I know that you were tired and there was all sorts of things. And I think the medication was taking it out of you. Mm. Um and to see you now is completely like night and day, really, like a very different person, a lot more energy, a lot more, a lot more empowered, you know, because I can see in you that you've understood this. And even at a basic level, you don't need to do a degree or anything like that. I mean, it's, no, I haven't got a medical degree, but I am a big, I'm a bookworm. Yes. And I'm a researcher and I love, and I talked to, you know, I wrote to, um, Kevin Whelan, who said, good luck with this. I wish I could help you, but I'm up to my eyes as a professor. Professor Kevin Whelan, should I say. Um, and good luck with this. It's really good you're doing this. And, you know, I, I've spoken to people. I've spoken to nutritionists. I've sp- and it just, it's... Just putting pieces of the puzzle together, right? Yeah. For your own story For my own story and looking and checking and understanding it and and... No, I haven't got a medical degree, but 
I've got a film degree, but that's a different thing. Um, <laughs> but it, but you no. Know, but what I'm saying is, you don't need a degree. You you just need to know the basics, and then to seek out professionals who can help you. There are plenty yeah. of people who can help you. You know, who who would love to help you on this journey because it's so satisfying to see someone take control of their health, to take control of their um, their health journey because they may be dealing with a disease process, an inflammatory disease process. Rheumatoid is a really good example to use. But as we said before, virtually any illness you can think of, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, all of these common of ones, just generally bringing down the inflammation in the body yeah, to help inflamed, with yeah. flare-ups of any kind of inflammatory condition. Yeah. And we, you know, the, ev- the evidence, the research is really, there's a lot more, we are learning more and more so every much. day about the gut, about um, diet. And there are different opinions, but I think there are, I mean, no one is arguing with the fact that the gut is incredibly important to our health and we so need powerful. to look after it. It's so powerful. Absolutely. And, and the changes I've made, I've said, oh my goodness, I don't feel this, I'm fine. And when I was away abroad and obviously my friend Danny helped me a lot and that's when beginning, that was the beginning of the beginnings and <laughs> he helped me a lot with, you know, he had a chef and had to cook nice food and and I, and I, did, and I fasted as well my whole body completely changed and that's when I realized oh my god I've lost and I'd lost weight and from all the drugs yeah fresh whole fresh no stress relaxation relaxation I had no stress at that time yeah and that's when at the beginning it was like wow and I think that's the so I actually started in properly started in 20 I went to see a Vedic doctor in 20 14, 2015, and that's when things were really bad. And then I went back to the normal medicine because she did say to me, actually, I'm not a miracle worker. You've been like this for 14 years at that point, um, but I'll try my best. And she did. And I have stuck to some, I've spoken to her recently, and I have stuck to some of her things. And she did say fasting is the best way for you because you need to give your gut a break. Mm. I can't eat lots. and mm. I'm a terrible slow eater. So she taught me some things. And then I've spoken to her again. I said, I'm off all the drugs again, and I will be, um, obviously, for, I've been for a long while. And then when I went away, my friend helped me. And it was fresh water, lime juice, just clearing out my system. Detox, it was a real detox. Mm. And massive changes. And I kept it up when I get when I came home. So I don't have like, I just, if I do have something naughty, it'll be a little bit, but I'm terrified to eat something mm. that's really sweet or, because I don't want to have the effects. I know what the effect's like. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so I, I mean, it. I wouldn't want people to, you know, be afraid of different foods. But I understand what you're saying, that kind of, no, I'm not going to, you're just strong on it. No, I'm not going to have that because I know I'll, I'll be paying for it tomorrow. Yeah. And that's just going to have to be, having that recognition is, I think it's better to, to know, oh, you know what, that chocolate cake looks great, but I know Sorry. if I'll eat it, I'll be in bed all day tomorrow. Yeah, so it. it's not worth it to me. Yeah. And that's a choice you made because you have that awareness, yeah. you know, and that's that's the key. The key is to have awareness around around food and to, to know what you can happily enjoy and know what foods are likely to not agree with your system, you know. And there's some, you know, 
um, rough guidance around it. But if you are also on medication, it's important to, um, if you're going to make big changes to your diet, it's important to do it with a professional who can give you more I think specific absolutely. advice. Because I think also it gives you confidence because they know what they're talking about. Absolutely. And they've studied it and they've known, they'll say, my nutritionist said to me, make sure you have more greens than anything else. Yeah. And I always do. I think that's a, that's great sort of just sort of rule of thumb advice is you can load up your plate with greens and... You can have something else. You can have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but make sure the majority of it's greens. And I always do that. Mm. And I'm mad for b- Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I eat them like there's no tomorrow. And I've had to sort of go, you can't have them today. It's, it's a bit much. Your addiction is getting too much. Bit, Brussels sprouts <laughs> too much. And I well, love them. certainly worse things to be addicted to. Yeah, and, yeah. Still, yeah, and, they've, and I've read that they're really good anti-inflammatory. So many foods are anti-inflammatory. Sweet potatoes, anti-inflammatory. Yeah, and low GI, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah. So low sugar. They're not, they're not the, um, they're not starchy. They're not starchy. Know, so, um, that's great. You know, it's finding things that you like, you know, and, and, things that agree with your system, you know, and really correlating what is supporting your your symptoms, you know, and, and using that as a kind of barometer to think what you might want to be putting in your shopping trolley, you know, and this is, it is a, it is something that you develop over time that, you know, you work with someone and you work out what, what works well for you. The purpose of this podcast is really to, to sort of, really cement in your mind how important it is to look after the gut and why it is important because it really could because if we are eating pro-inflammatory foods our gut knows about it and the inflammatory cascade of different messenger substances is released from the level of the gut to affect the rest of the body because we have eaten a a whole chocolate gatto or something, you know, that's going oh. to be a, a highly inflammatory food. Yeah. If you already have a baseline of inflama- inflammation because you have something like rheumatoid arthritis or gout or um, heart disease or diabetes, something or, that has or, a root in inflammation, um, those things are going to, those conditions are going to flare because you've then taken a load of sugar into the system and it's it throws the system out of balance. Totally. And you have to be so it's an careful. extreme example, but you know this is no, it's true. This this is the example that we want to make that we're talking about eating a really good whole food diet, trying to really reduce processed foods with sort of lots of additives and unknowns, possibly um, corn syrup, this kind of thing. Course, but these yeah. things that are really inflammatory, you know, and and they're when we eat processed foods, I know that sometimes it can be really convenient, but just look at the back of the pack and just know not worth it. What's in there and you know, there are the sugar content that can be kind of snuck into processed yeah. foods is can be quite alarming actually, I don't eat when them. you read the small print. I really don't eat processed foods, so I can't really. And I have to be, I just have learned not to. It's, yeah. it's, it's, that is a, a process and having not to. Yeah, and maybe it's weaning off. You it's, it's, and you just, yeah, because you see things, think, oh, bit. I can't eat that. I can't have this, I can have that. But even if I go out for tea now, I can't have any sweet things. I don't want them. No. I'd rather have strawberries or something. But they don't do that. But they don't have, you can't, you know, it's just teas. It's like herbal teas. People go, oh, that's really boring. But I've done all the sweet things. Yeah. 
have done them and it's not done me any good. It's just... And I think it's also being strong in your conviction, right? Like knowing, I know my body. Yeah, I can't That doesn't do it. work for me. And honestly, it's not worth a day in bed for yeah. me tomorrow. But I'm going to really enjoy my mint, my fresh mint tea. Or yeah, mint tea or, or, you know. I don't think that's boring. No, I mean, people, people think, I mean, I, I like just a fruit bowl in the morning. I, well, not, I don't have it in the morning. I have it at lunchtime or sort of late lunch. It's a brunch, a late brunch, should I say. And um, it's pears. I mean, so, if you, there's so many different foods that are good for so many different things. I've got this amazing book called The Kitchen Book. It's a um, food kitchen. It's amazing. So every single food... What's good? Onions are good for this. Pears are good okay. for the gut. Pears are good for the lungs. It goes on and on. There's so many different yeah. things. Apples are very good for the gut. If you stew apples, stewed really, apples. Stewed I prefer apples stewed are apples. Very, very good for the gut. Yeah. Don't add sugar, obviously. No, of course not. <laughs> um, I once recommended well, that to someone, you... and and he he was like, "Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, doctor, and I'm having it with custard every day." <laughs> no, I thought, oh no. my goodness, no. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Do you okay. mean uh, um, family apples, um, or do you mean just normal? You could apples? use cooking apples, or you could. It's the, I believe it's the pectin in the apples that are actually yes. really great for the for gut healing. So it's a really easy one, right? But I prefer just... to have uh, stewed apples. I used to do that before. Um, I haven't could, had apples for a long time. Stew pears. I don't stew see pe- why not. Yeah, I have. Well, yeah, I just have normal. Pe- I have stewed pears, but I have to be careful. I don't burn. Because <laughs> it burns very quickly. Yeah, I think apples might be a bit more forgiving. Yeah, apples. I think I will try this, some stewed apples. That's quite nice. I don't add not, custard. Please don't. I add don't sugar. like custard. I really don't. Like <laughs> I did custard. think. Oh my goodness! This. My mum used to give me custard. A client baby. a little while ago. No. Anyway, he 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 did understand. It. Actually, he was treating a um, inflammatory bowel condition, um, but he loved his food, and you know. I think he was viewing this as more. Of, I'd given him the green light to have pudding for for breakfast, and I, I yeah. Anyway, we we sorted it out without misunderstanding. Don't add custard I don't or like sugar. Custard. Great. If you wanted to add a bit of, if you like a bit of maple syrup, you could put a couple of cloves in there. I think that would be really cloves, nice. nice. Um, what to cloves? Have, yeah, to add a couple of cloves in with you, put a couple of apples in, stew them with a couple of cloves. That's a good idea. That's a good breakfast thing. That'd be quite changed. delicious. That's yes. a bit, be a nice change to have yeah. that. Mm, that's a good idea. Maybe a bit of granola if you okay, want. I have I have gluten free granola. You have yeah. uh, there's a granola that's got um, uh, cinnamon granola. Oh, lovely! You could add some cinnamon to your stewed apples. Yeah, I mean, that is nice. Perfect. Perfect combination. And cinnamon is incredible. Cinnamon is very very good for you. Also. Very good for you as well. Yeah. Um, so there's some little recipe ideas for yeah, you well, as well. Some really good recipe <laughs> ideas. So it's really there's some really good amazing things. So, so um, we can actually really support this gut because we need to support this diversity. We want to, I don't want to get too technical, but the gut is made up of lots of cells that sit next to each other. We want to make sure that the gap between those cells is um, tight enough to let the good stuff in and the stuff we don't want to go absolutely. out and stay out and move through the gut yeah. and out of the body. So that um, that process we really want to, is what we're talking about when we're talking about healing the gut gut healing foods um we are supporting those cells to really do their job and all of those microorganisms in the in the um in the microbiome also to really work in harmony for the whole system to benefit brilliant you know thank you so much um sam 
uh, Dr. Sam. I have <laughs> to say Dr. Sam. You know, it's, it's really helpful and fascinating. I mean, I'm just, uh, there's so much to learn. There's more and more, and it's coming out every day. More doctors are writing more articles, and it's becoming on the mainstream now. Slowly but surely, people get there and take control of their gut. So thank you so much for coming today. Thank you.